welcome everybody to episode number two of White Noise with a guest today named Paul Schmidt. He is a paranormal investigator. I've talked to him for a couple of years now, off and on, and the plan is eventually to get down to Illinois and uh, go and take a look at a few places that are really active and to work with him is going to be kind of cool. But right now, Having all of you on board with me is kind of cool, and I appreciate that. So a couple of things I wanted to talk about, and it was mostly about what's going on with Virgo right now, which is very strange because this is the month of Virgo, and these are the things that are happening that we all need to know about, and I just wrote some notes just in case we needed to talk about it a little bit more. Um, my very close friend, Chris, your birthday's coming up on Saturday. You're one of the true Virgos, honest, integrity, opportunity, very businesslike, but has a very comedic side to him, dry humor. A lot of you Virgos are introverted, extroverted personalities at times. Um, you, you, the best thing about 2022 this year for Virgos are uh, you have this luck factor from the beginning of the year to present day, which is just what's helped you most of the time. So... Those kind of things that you're doing, I think, are awesome. And um, I'm just saying now in the Virgo side, with the Libra moon in your business sector, money planning, looking at things that you want to do if, you, if you're rich and you have mutual funds that you want to play with, all of this can make money for you between this September and moving right up until April that you can reinvest into something else. Most Virgos in 2022, again, will be looking for the opportunity of an investment into a home, um, a, a condo, moving into a new apartment even. Uh, there's so many different things. Uh, and it just depends on how you want to grow. There's uh, How I look at it is there's such an abundance after December when you spend all your money on Christmas gifts for me. And then when you get finished with that, then you have to share with the family. So. Make sure that you're getting the right gifts for the right people and stop spending on other people like you do that mean absolutely nothing to you. And you think that that will help you and give you opportunities by sharing your hard-earned money with people that really won't care. Virgos, you've got to learn that lesson because you know and I know that you yourself can make those things work. It's um, it's a predictable thing. It it works for you and not against you. Um, I was trying to uh, on the Virgo side. If you have any questions, I'm look, I'm in the chat room by the way. If you want to log on and say hi, and uh, if there's anything that you want to say, please just ask away, and I don't mind. I do have uh, another guest that will be coming in live towards the end of the show. Her name is Gabriella. She's a Sagittarius, and we're going to go through some of her things uh, live on air. Uh, never before met. We haven't met before, so it's going to be quite interesting. We were just doing a sound check, and off she went, and I got the eyes, so I get to read the eyes. Um, is anybody a Virgo right now that is online and uh, listening to this crazy podcast of ours and just trying to get it going? Um, I'm, by the way, the most interesting thing is the way that the moon is going to come in for Virgo. And it does give you an intense look 
of falling in love again, being with someone, dealing with someone, always working on yourself. And the person that will come into your life will be very strong for you. So they will help you help yourself. You'll never have to worry about personal clashes with people because by now, towards this month of September, you've let all that dirty laundry go of people that used to cling to you and hang on to you. So you're no longer, um, um, you're no longer putting up with that type of thing. Um, I'm just trying to make sure that I have everything in what you need and I'm looking for the questions. If everybody's ready, I think we need to go to see our um, our special guest, my actual first guest, and his name is Paul Schmidt. He is the Illinois Paranormalist uh, Company, and there are many listed there. But I looked at Paul's, and Paul has an interesting thing to go through. So we have some questions. Um, and I'm just going to let Paul in here for a second. And he, I got a question to ask about this Bigfoot thing, which I'm going to come up. Hey, Paul, how are you? Good. Welcome. I didn't, I didn't realize I joined this, sir. <laughs> it's okay. I made a, mis I made a mistake. Ah, we never make mistakes. It's only lessons. So here we go. Um, Paul, you... What you um, you have been investigating for quite a long time on a professional level, in my opinion, since 2014, it looks like. Yeah. Um, so how did you put all of this together in, in the first place? Was there something that uh, what made this journey for you to become a paranormal investigator? What started this for you? I have loved the paranormal since I was a kid. I mean, a little kid, okay. I was reading about ghosts and Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster and Bermuda Triangle, you name it, I read about it. And then as you know, I got older, and like a lot of people I know, we, um, or I saw the initial Ghost Hunters show. And that's when okay. the light came on that said, people do this. <laughs> you know, you can do this. <laughs> and that's when I started. And I started with the pay to hunt, like we call them pay to hunt, but places where you, you pay okay. money to go and do an investigation. And, um, you know, that's kind of how I got rolling. And then I was in my, um, joined a group, participated with them, and that group kind of fizzled out, and I started my own group. So that that's brought awesome, me here. Paul. Um, and that brought you here. Um, so in doing that and opening up what you did, did it help other people as well? Did they get a sense of closure in any of the places that you were in? Yeah, there's just some of the places we've gone. Um, people had always wondered what was going on and didn't know. And we were able to go in and, um, investigate and find out really i'm sorry i got an animal doing weird things here. <laughs> and um uh investigate this and, is live please continue and learn you know kind of get answers for them now one thing we don't do is we are not re like removers we don't remove spirits okay That's in all honesty i am not sure there's that many of those out there uh, i read 
a couple of really interesting things where people were talking to like the TV ghost hunters saying, why don't you help right. this person and do this and do that? And they said, because the situations we've seen where people have claimed to remove spirits, they're still there. You know, if the spirit wants to be there, they're right. there. They won't leave. Exactly. It doesn't give us much opportunity at times just doing what I've done for a living. And um, if a spirit is going to stay in that house, you can do as much as you can to keep them at bay. You can do a lot of protection. You can do your smudge. You can do your smoking. You can uh, put a lot of cedar around the home. You can um, purify a home. You can find a demonologist, which is who I worked with for a couple of times, and um, a very, very unique style that they do to make them annoyed enough that they won't come back. That's right. basically how you do it. They'll stick around for as long as they can. And for you living in the Illinois area, how haunted is the city of or the the uh, the state of Illinois? How how busy do you think that place is with oh, there's many, activity or there's many haunted haunted there's many haunted places. And actually what I learned when I started this is many people's homes and businesses are haunted. They just don't want anybody to know about it. But the minute I say, well, I hunt ghosts as a hobby, all of a sudden they open up and tell me everything. And, um, and even though I, when, I, when I've tried awesome. to go into some of those places, I get told like, oh, my wife won't let you in or my husband won't let you in or whatever. But um, there's no. a lot more haunted places than you know about or any of us know about. Well, I like I've gone through your website and I've been on your website a few times before. And the one that struck me the most was the Sheboygan Insane Asylum. How yes. was that compared to any other place that you've been in? That seemed like one of the most active places we've been at. Um, you know, we went there and, and first off, we froze to death. I should say we <laughs> went back the next year and did it a, a little later in the year. But um, no, okay. it, there was all kinds of stuff going on. We got all kinds of EVPs. And in fact, the asylum, the people who run it, put our session, like we did a vlog and, and videoed it and put it on our website. They put it you know, on theirs saying, look it. People come here with no equipment, no nothing, and say they don't see anything. But they said this group came with recorders. They recorded everything. They got all kinds of evidence. And we keep telling you, you know, you need to do that. So it was very active, and which is why we went back again the following year. It was a little quieter the following year, but that first year was a very active place. So what are the paranormal investigation tools that you use because I'm assuming that none of you are psychics or mediums or any type of intuitives unless I'm wrong but people have a sixth sense and I give that credit to every human being out there but it's how we utilize it and want to use it those type of things where do you come in are you starting to get the feeling that you're not alone in a room by yourself or your your uh, partners in crime that go do these investigations? Do they feel and and yeah, hear things we, as well? 
we've got a couple members that are sensitive, but I also, even though I, I don't make any claims to being anything, but I've been in locations where I can just tell there's something there. And in fact, we were at, uh, we were in the public investigations at the Rialto Theater in Joliet. And we we're sitting okay. back up and I always call it the room seems to get darker for me. That's how I tell something's there. And I could tell down stage okay. left or whatever, it got really dark. And I was thinking, man, something's there. And sure enough, someone that was with me, not in our group, but was just there, who's sensitive, told me, Paul, it's right. There's something right down here, the exact same area. But um, wow. you can also tell I went to one of the most haunted places I've been to was a, a lake house, a summer house. And I okay. walked into the room that was really haunted and every hair on my body stood up. And you've, I mean, it was just charged with energy. And I Absolutely. tried, I did EMF readings all around the room, nothing. And, you know, it just, something was there. And then when I started asking questions and I was using a K2, which, you know, is where the lights go on and, Oh my God, it went crazy. Because uh, I asked, I'd been told that uh, the spirit there likes to likes to whisper in people's ear, I'm still here. And so I oh, asked nice. the question, are you here? And oh my God, my equipment went nuts. Just nuts. <laughs> and then I went down to take a break in the kitchen and I kept hearing all kinds of bangings and knockings and footsteps and and I kept yelling up the stairs. I know you're up there. <laughs> you know, you don't have to prove it to me. I know you're there. So when you have those um, those um, annoyances at times when they're all coming out from everywhere, from upstairs, downstairs, and you're getting the echoes, you're getting conversations, you're getting footsteps, how does that make you feel? How does that make the crew feel at any time? Because I know that the spirit world feeds off our fear and they and the unknown to us and i i go in uh, fearless i don't know why it's just who i am but when we go in with any type of fear they really take advantage of that have you or any of your members ever been taken advantage of with your fear that type of thing have yeah, you actually, ever felt an attachment i've got i've got one member that talks about that that it seemed like we used to get a lot more activity when we were early on doing this and we were scared and I've never been afraid. I go anywhere <laughs> and it doesn't bother me. But uh, she commented okay. that, you know, since we all got used to this, we're not afraid anymore. We're not getting the activity we used to get. So. So um, is there any, when you finish there, do you, uh, do you give, praise or thanks to the spirit world itself? Do you say thank you or do you just say, I'm closing the door on this one and I walk away kind of stuff? Because you know, we, first off, we always, find yeah, we always introduce ourselves and we're as respectful to the spirits as you would be to a person. So we introduce ourselves. And that's why. Go ahead. And that's why I, I've known you and we've spoken before in the past and it's something that I really admired about you and I asked the question out loud so that other people or other investigators don't go in there with guns blazing and fighting and 
yelling and screaming at the spirits because humans don't like that. And I don't know why people do it in the spirit world because you can't see them or feel them at times. And you are provoking the beast here. And right. they will give you a hard time. They can't do things to us to make us feel uncomfortable and unwanted in some places. And I am by all means at points like that, when they have these investigators, I'm on the spirit side. And I, I do want the, um, I forget what you call that. I, I do want the energy to let them know that they're there and unwanted. And the faster that these types of investigators leave, the better it is. Because that just evokes more darker energy to come through. And then you have what you can get is those poltergeists that come in, the darker energies, those little pesky minions that just want to cause trouble. So when you go in, you're going with the intent of, hi, we're here to investigate. If you want to talk, please talk. If you don't, we get it. But you're not harmful to their energy, which I think is amazing with you and yeah, your team. Correct. We we actually tell them we're not here to hurt you. We're not here to bother you. We just want to communicate. And um, and if you want us to leave, let us know and we'll leave. But um, I thought, and one lesson you're... I learned, I I went on a, and I rarely do it, but I went on one of the uh, again the public hunts, paid a hunt where I went to Mansfield, Ohio. And went okay. on one where a lot of the top ghost hunters were at, including Grant Wilson. And I'd never met Grant from Ghost Hunters. And he was really adamant. Do not, you know, provoke. Do not. And he said, and if you make promises you can't keep, he said, I'll throw you out. He said, do not promise the spirit things. There's no way you're ever going to do. So um, I learned. That's beautiful. That was fascinating. When they, because the spirits do have messages to give, good, bad, or indifferent. That's the thing. They're there to, we're there to listen. We're there to give them um, peace of mind. And if they can give us any kind of messages to our loved ones, and if it is with you asking certain questions for certain people and, uh, your EMF meter goes off or the lights will go off on those uh, ramparts and stuff. Um, you're getting an answer for the living that could create some closure, which I think is so important. Um, I have another question for you, and it's about your team. You said that a couple of your team members are sensitives or they intuitives. They feel something, right? Right. So, yes, we got there. We should have. That's cool. We should have had them on the show one day. Maybe we'll get the whole crew on one day. But are they like, do they get excited like you do? Are they so into this and it's like a big deal for them and they have the same amount of respect? Because I understand that you lay down the law for everybody as well, right? To respect yes. that kind of thing. One thing I've always been proud of is so the sensitives tell us. We like being in this group because for the first time in our lives, we're talking to people that understand us. And they said, we, for years, tried to tell people what we could do and nobody would listen. And they said, here, we belong. Because, and, and what I've learned from sensitives and other intuitives is we, the, the psychics, the mediums, 
the strong intuitives with different types of uh, abilities. We talk from our own soul. We talk from our soul. We don't talk from our heart. We talk from our soul. And I think that that's where the spirit world gets us. And for the paranormal investigators, they're talking from their heart and they're investigating. And what I believe spirits can see our aura colors. They rationalize if we're being honest to them or not. And they pick up on a lot of different things. So that's why we can go into a place that could be extremely active. But because the people are very dishonest with their intent, the spirit world does know that. They're not, they're not clumsy or um, uneducated spirit people in the world. They right. know when we're doing something wrong. I think that your crew must be just always looking for something and giving of themselves. Maybe that's why you're getting so much activity myself. One thing I found really interesting is early on in the group, um, we were at Farrar, if you ever heard of Farrar Elementary out in Iowa. And I had a person with who's a trained channeler. That's what they just said. They hate psychic. They hate medium. I know that's what you are. <laughs> but, um, they like channeler. And we were down yep. in a boiler room that supposedly was extremely active. And they were channeling something that kept saying, I'm here because yuck, you called me. You know, you all wanted me here. That's why I'm here. No, I don't stay here all the time. I'm just passing through. But I heard you all wanted me. So I, I was really fascinated by that. They haven't. <clears throat> they have. Channelers are some of the most interesting intuitives I have ever met in my life. They they work on one thing specific and they they really are able to get a lot of information out to everybody, which I think is amazing uh, for us as psychic mediums. And I don't know why mediums get a bad name still. I'm still trying to figure that one out. And I've been doing this forever, but it's we get the information and my mediumship, I get to see dead people. So mm -hmm. I don't use the instruments that everybody does, but I point them out to everybody, which is great, which worked on Knock Knock Ghost. And whenever I'm going into an investigation, they can point their cameras and their uh, paranormal hunting equipment and everything will go off with bells and whistles, which I think is right. very cool. And it helps them and makes them feel like, oh, yeah, there is a presence here. So I think that that's amazing, some of the things that you do. I was just curious. Uh, when I put this question out to you, what is your take on our world itself with the spirit world? Like, what do you feel? Are there more people getting into this? Are they tired of us now? Or is this something that is going to grow and expand? Just your point of view, I would really be curious about. I have heard, and I've not been told this, but I've heard the spirits are tired particularly the places we all go to, like Waverly and all those, they're tired of people mm -hmm. coming and asking the same questions. Um, I have not run across that, but I also do look for places other people have not been to. I look for the newer places. So, Which is great. And in that first statement that you placed, I always find that I, um, I want people to do a history or an investigation and if they're doing their homework right, they've already heard all the other questions and it's the new ones that are being brought back to the spirit world, which you'll get that excitement. 
And I don't, right. and I find that if you're watching on every TV show now, they're all asking the same questions. They're, but uh, more of the paranormal investigators with an intuitive, they're asking the right questions and they're asking the newer questions, which is helpful. But a lot of the studio audience, I guess, or participants or viewers of the shows don't recognize what they're actually doing because they're, they are asking different questions. So I did like your answer. That's awesome. Okay. Um, so if you needed, if anybody in the, in the state of Illinois, um, how far would you go to help someone investigate? We have gone as far as Southern Illinois, but it's also true. We have contacts throughout the state. So if someone calls us from a certain area with a certain problem, we will try to refer to them to someone local. Just because it's so much easier, the local group can spend more time there and do more investigating than we could do. But um, yeah, we, so you, we will go top to bottom. So, so is that the paranormal lists idea? Is to find people to help without within the state itself, and if you get people from out of state, if they call you, you can probably find somebody for them. That's true. Matter of fact, I got somebody for somebody in Florida. They contacted me and said yep. they couldn't get anybody to return their calls. And I knew a group in Florida, so I referred them to them. Uh, Indiana, I've gotten contacts asking me, do you know anybody in Indiana? So, yeah, we, we do our best. Okay. Um, I'm just getting uh, – someone's texting me a question for you. Um, when you've gone in, have you ever felt something cling to you? Is what one of my closest investigators here in Canada are asking. Have you ever felt an attachment that you couldn't let go? I have never felt an attachment. Not not like that. Um, in talking to you, okay. you've told me I've had a few things. But um, I myself yeah. have never felt an attachment. Okay. So that's awesome. Um, the things that we do and how we do them are very important. You're one of the kinder, gentler investigators. And in wrapping this up pretty well, I'm just sort of curious as to, is there anything that you want the public to know? My crew, my followers, because they follow me and I follow them. I answer almost every, every question that I can. And well, not the question is not, I try not to answer questions on Instagram and all of those and through my website. But when I go live, I'm always trying to answer everybody's questions because we only have so much time in a day. All right. But when you give us what we're looking for, and you've always been so helpful with me, even through your, through your family, I got to know your wife, I got to understand you got a new grandchild and you got another one on the way. So there's a lot of cool things happening for you. What and I would maybe say you're going to teach them is, is again, there's more haunted places than, you know, so don't be shy, you know, contact someone if you're having difficulty. Um, Cause again, I've talked to people. I mean, even when I started this and I went to the bank and the bank teller was telling me all kinds of stuff. I mean, there is far more out there than anybody admits. And in fact, one of the most active Which places we went to was a strip mall. 
And I didn't even want to go because I'm like, strip mall, come on. And um, But <laughs> we went in there and got all kinds of activity. And then we found out that the strip mall was built on the site of a former farmhouse. And so there's all, but um, so yeah, there's well, that, don't be afraid to talk. Because I have a lot of questions in the background. Everyone's asking what what your most interesting place that you investigated. They're all so curious. So I guess they just want to do their thing too, right? But that's awesome. Um, um, if there's anything that you want to share with us again and and let people know what you do, uh, what is your website and what do you offer? Our website is actually uh, www.ghosttip.com. Ghost being G-H-O-S-T and then T-I-P. Or you can go to theillinoisparanormalist.com. And we also, the one thing we keep really up to date is the Facebook page, and that is the Illinois Paranormalist. And I constantly post where we're going, what we're doing, and all that type of thing. Web page tends to fall behind. It's my fault because I'm not really good at it. So it takes me a while to struggle to make sure I get it updated. But uh, And on the web page, we have a bunch of our cases, a bunch of the evidence. So there's a whole bunch of stuff on the web page. Maybe we need to find you someone in Illinois who wants to join your investigating team and help keep your web page up to date, Paul. Yeah, I've looked for that. Yes. Um, this was, uh, you're my very first guest. And um, I want to thank you so much for being on with me. And I hope we get to do this again. And maybe we get your whole crew on in here and fit them into okay. this little square. And we can all ask them separate questions down the road if, if you'd ever be interested in coming on again. Yes. Love you, Jim. Love talking and to you. You're absolutely amazing, Paul, and I want to thank you so much for being my first guest. It was just, um, it was, it's worth listening to white noise just for you, Paul. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. All right. Take care. Okay. I'd like to repeat myself a little bit here. All the paranormal investigators that are out there, and if you go into some place that might have some type of poltergeist or darker activity, something that's mischievous and um, is knocking things around, uh, pushing dishes off the table, opening closets, uh, closing, opening and closing doors. That is not always a poltergeist. That could be the person that actually lived and died in that home. But everyone goes right to the dark side all the time. And to me, that is disgusting because I do not believe that we have as much dark energy out there unless we provoke it and we invite them here. If we're going into an investigation that does have some a dark history behind it, obviously you're going to meet with it because on every show that I had done, there was something that was um, pretty bad from people being murdered to people poisoning people to uh, locking people up. There was it was some of the stuff that I did was crazy. Uh, the death in forts, uh, all of that we did along uh, uh, southern Ontario, and, and we never got to do. Uh, we got to do the the um, the fort in Kingston, 
but we never got to do the Kingston Penitentiary. These are the type of things where if you go into the Kingston Pen, which is a prison that is now turning into a local um, uh, spot for people to visit and they haven't allowed any psychics to go in. Um, and we still don't know why no one's helping us in that one. Um, but you go into the Kingston Penitentiary and all you're going to feel is anger, displacement, all of these things because they were in there and they were being held prisoner and they died there or they, they were murdered even in that place. Um, that energy you can feel as soon as you walk in or even before you walk into the gates and you can feel it in the parking lot. But if you're going into a home or a homestead or a private residence of any sort and you don't do an investigation and you walk in and you're automatically calling in on something dark, it's ob obviously it's going to come in because you've invited it. Do your homework is all I'm saying. Anyway, so I've said it. We've had our voices and now we can talk. We're 834. I normally would have a sponsor in here right now and he's getting his act together and I should have it for the next post. Um, and this guy has um, helped me and my family with our new puppy, a sheep -a doodle And um, he's taught us how to behave with our animal. And it's good. You might even hear him down there a little bit because he's still a puppy and he's still trying to control us instead of us taking control of what our needs are. And anyway, this guy, Matt, he's going to have something together. I'm going to show it to you. And if you're in anywhere in, in the uh, greater Toronto area, this guy is somebody that you need to help you work with your animal. Anyway, I'll move on to that. And I'm about ready. Joseph, I hope you're ready if you're there. And uh, he's my voice of something. And uh, I think I'm just going to get Gabriella in here. And here we go. Hi, Gabriella. Hi, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. Thank you for being okay. thank you for being my second guinea pig on White Noise. So I do appreciate it. Thank and you for having me. I'm very excited. Thank you. And it's very funny because we had about 30 seconds with you and I asked you for your birth date, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, and then Joe goes and turns and says, You've done this before. You've had a podcast. And I'm going, mm -hmm. oh my God, you're gonna take over from the rookies over here. That's gonna be amazing. So you're going to save my ass is what I'm thinking. I mean, it's your show. I'm just here to go along with it. So, <laughs> Well, thank you. So um, uh, do you know how I work at all? Do you understand anything about me? You didn't look me up yet? I mean, I did. I looked into like the medium soup side of it and like the fact that you're a life coach. And I align with that as well because that's similar to what I do. Um, so in that sense, I was like, okay, cool. I'm excited to come on. Um, I was just listening to the guest you just had on. And that's super interesting about like the spirits and um, the ghosts. And like, I am intuitive and I sense spirits. I don't um, see them. I, my, my, when I close my eyes, I don't really see a lot of visuals, but I feel them and I hear them. Um, How do you walk around closing your eyes and talking to spirits? What do you I do? mean, I usually don't walk and talk. <laughs> okay. A lot of work. <laughs> um, but yeah, I used to own a bakery and um, it was in this like old century home. And mm -hmm. the minute we like got it, I was like, okay, there's someone here. And then um, we literally saw like, we painted the stairs and we saw like footprints in the stairs the next day. We're like, okay, you're here. Um, but honestly, I felt like the same way you were just saying, like I kind of felt it as like a sense of peace that like 
someone else was there with me. I wasn't alone all the time. And um, I ended up finding out later, I met the children of that grew up in the house. Um, and it was like their father. And so I kindly let them know, like, he's upstairs, just FYI. And they were a bit freaked out. But um, that's how I that's how I roll. Isn't it interesting? <laughs> but that's beautiful. That's a great story. Um, yeah. And it's interesting when we when we're in a home that is active and we're and we're allowing them to be with us or they're allowing us to be with them. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. which way it works. But if we're going to be indifferent and intolerant to them, they will let us know for sure. You know, they will make your souffle flop as soon as you put it into the oven. I mean, he loved hanging out upstairs. That was his domain. Thank goodness I baked downstairs. But um, yeah, I was like, okay, hey, how are (laughs) you? So uh, we're going to have a few minutes here of some stuff that we're going to talk about. I'm not going to go too deep and personal into anything because I think that is not right and i think that should always be left for a private session no matter what we do but i am going to have fun with some of this as well because i'm picking up some of your past lives already (laughs) they're freaking interesting so (laughs) we're gonna go there okay awesome okay so um you're a sagittarius you were born december 19th i'm not giving anybody else the year because they don't need it (laughs) thank you you i appreciate that don't age me no i won't (laughs) but you're a strong Sagittarius with a strong creative side to you where the medical side of Sagittarius is that show in a birth sign. You're not interested in that. You're more interested in the science and what makes it work if you were going to go that way. Mm-hmm. So that's where you go with some of that. You, your anxiousness is your creativity side. So when you do get anxious, that's what makes you create the things that you do. The things that you love to do is to invest into people talk to them, allow them to sort out their problems. So you do have a medical background in spirituality for sure. And people come to you and I bet you, you can sit at a, at a local Starbucks and just sit there and people will pay attention to you and they will listen to you and they'll ask you questions or you'll go right to them and just say, what are you doing to yourself there? Or you'll probably say you're a fashion diva and you need to change what you're wearing right now. <laughs> I feel called out, yes. Yeah, and men in white socks, it just doesn't work, right? No. No, okay. I, they are, they've got to get over it. And I know a lot of men who wear white socks. So, I mean, unless you're wearing running shoes, then I can forgive that. But with any other yeah. shoe, it's just not a vibe. That's not where we want to go. Yeah. Um, what part of Canada were you born in, if you were born in Canada? Yeah, um, Toronto, like Etobicoke area. Okay. So in the Toronto area as a Sagittarius being born, those are the most grounded people in Canada, believe it or not. Okay. Okay. And we we think it's because we're so low to Lake Ontario and we create this water, which is mutatable. And the energy that comes from it is always working with us. So anytime that you're near water, it's almost like you're electrified and you have these feelings of greatness in a way that you can't be harmed. And it watches out for you quite a bit. So it's like mm-hmm. a, a protector for you. Yeah, I feel that with water so, so much. Okay. Some of my best ideas come in the shower. Like, it's crazy, but. No, no, that's perfect. (laughs) Um, In that part about you, why haven't you gone to the entertainment side of the world as December 19th? Why aren't you pushing yourself towards that media? You've done podcasts, but Mm -hmm. 
there's more to you than that. Mm-hmm. I'm a singer songwriter. Um, I did take a break for that from that for a while, but that's been my focus the last like six, seven months. So, okay. Okay. um, yeah, stuff's coming out soon for that. But so what happens is after this Libra moon in Virgo, mm-hmm. the creativity because Sagittarius is going to be working towards their entertainment career, what they need to do. You're and I'm giving you this now because I feel like the song that you're writing is going towards country for somebody. Okay. And it's going to work really, really well. And they're going to take it and they're not even going to rewrite a word, which will make you feel really good. I love that. (laughs) The third song, because I'm not picking up your second song because it's almost like you're burying it for whatever reason sitting there, but your third song that you're writing Okay. That's going for general pop. That's going for something that we want to listen to. And it's like um, it's like a summerlicious kind of song. You're going to really get everybody involved in it. That kind of thing is what okay. I'm picking. All right? Yeah. That's really going to work for you as well. Amazing. Okay, so that entertainment side of you is really going to take off. And it's partially because you're a number one in numerology going into 2023. Okay. So that means that you're mutatable. You, you you will take everything that's coming to you. You're not going to be worrying about what people are saying. You're not going to have clashes with the people that you've had in the past. I so, like to hear that. <laughs> good. Because you, you're you not that you're hard-headed or um, it's my way or the highway. You can be that way. Because I kind of am sometimes. Okay. And that's what I'm trying to get at. But when it comes to the entertainment side or pulling at heartstrings, you can write the words for that. And you can make it work. You're the jingle girl. You just haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. I've written commercials. I, I, I feel that. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> taking yourself into that direction, by the time April comes, this is when the first song that someone's going to take off to release sometime for the following Christmas. Okay. So <clears throat> it's just a very good role this time that will do this positive snowball effect. Amazing. On the challenging side for the Sagittarius, mm. <laughs> you you tend to take too much in. You're this sponge, and you take on all our negative energy, which holds you at bay. Could create a little bit of emotional depression. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much anger, but you're feeling everybody's sorrow, and you don't know what to do with it because it. You really you don't know what to do with it. And you you take it in and everybody else feels better except you. And it can go on for two or three days in a week. Yep. Lately, I've been putting that into my songs and that's been helping. But there you go. So maybe you're getting something out of this, which is going to be really cool. (laughs) Um, So in in not generalizing at all with this, this is where you're going to break free of this. Because as soon as you come into the month of Capricorn, um, you make precise creative decisions that will be very artistic in the flow and that you're going to take the uh, the sadness that you felt and you're going to remove it it's almost like you're going to smudge yourself and remove that energy and that's what's going to make you flow into everything else that's going to be successful okay because some of the things have fallen by the wayside covid hurt a lot of people and i get that but you're a strong human being because you are the sagittarius you take no for an answer and you don't you do not sit still. It's almost like you have this ADD attention <laughs> deficit. I, you- I do. Yeah. <laughs> so it's always doing the right things, feeling good about yourself. 
and knowing that when you move forward, everyone's moving with you. So you have an entourage. So don't worry like you're going to be left alone like you were seven months ago. Okay. So it's really going to work out well for you. This January was a real, that was the closure for a lot of different things that went on. Mm -hmm. Which is great. I love that. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, have you any questions for me? Anything that you might be curious about? Um, honestly, yeah. I was going to ask about like career path just because I dabble in a hundred things, but mm-hmm. what you just said definitely hits home and makes a lot of sense. So, And I certainly don't know anything about you until tonight. Like, Yeah, no, I'm like, we've never met before a sound check of me just saying like, hey, this is my birthday. Beautiful. I'm yeah. loving it. And I'm kind of happy because my daughter cel- celebrates the same day as you. I mean, we're good humans that were born on that day. Definitely. Very <laughs> empathic and very caring about everybody right from the beginning of your life. Your first breath is, oh, my God, who can I help? You I know? mean, I feel that. Okay. Late, so, lately, I've been taking more care of myself, which I feel like is also important. But, yeah. And it's it's not just the mental health side. It's the body side, too, right? It's just taking a dog out for a walk, even if you don't have the dog. Take Go, go for a walk. I've you tried know. to walk my bunny. It doesn't work that well. No, no, no. Bunnies are <laughs> not interested. She's like, They're no. So um, I want to thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for having me. This was amazing. And I hope we do get to meet again and we'll figure out your career path down the road because yes. big changes in January, girlfriend. Okay. Big I'm ready. I'm ready. Perfect. And now the voice of Joe should be coming on and just saying thank you so much for joining us. Love it. Because he's paying attention to everything. There he is. (laughs) Gabriella, thank you very much. And thank you for coming on. It was one of the greatest things in the world. So we got 13 minutes left, which means I'm leaving this all up to you guys. And I haven't seen what's going on in the chat and YouTube and all of that other stuff. So I don't know exactly what's going on. So it was, again, um, episode number two, a little bit nervous. but. Once I'm in my element, like you see, when I'm doing readings, it's just that won't stop me. So I'm really good at at doing that. So has anybody got any questions? Hey, Virgos, have you decided to ask me any questions? I do have a question from earlier from, oh, he, from Tara Odell. Have I ever seen a Bigfoot spirit guide? Um, I've seen extraterrestrials for sure. And I've never seen... A Bigfoot in spirit, and I don't know why. That's kind of an interesting question. I wonder if other psychics have, <clears throat> but um, that would be something that would be very, like, wow, you are the Bigfoot. You and do you talk or do you grunt? I don't know. Uh, or they throw one of their trees at me, I guess, or whatever. Because the elementals certainly take care of them, and they hide them everywhere that they go. So they play the invisible game. Um, let me see. So uh, for a friend of mine whose birthday is on um, Saturday, which is going to be very cool, um, he's gone through a lot in his lifetime over the last 13 years, and he's fought hard for everything that he has. He's an empath himself, is an amateur astrologist, can tell me stuff that I don't even know about in astrology and is one of the coolest dudes I've ever met. And I met him way back in 1998. And he was a, he was just um, a very interesting person. He's an animal health technician. 
he takes care of animals. It's a big deal for him. And he's very good at his job. And he's, he's always, they want him around. What I do know is that there'll be less controversy for him going into 2023. If anybody's from, I would say, August 30th, right through until September 9th, many of you will have the opportunity to blend into your job, blend into your relationship, ask the right questions this time. Financially, everything is supposed to pick up for all Virgos in that uh, birth date group around February. And from then on, it'll take off to do something that's going to be really, really good. Um, what I'm looking at is the things that you do for yourself and your energy is important. Love yourself more this time, Virgos. As intellectual as you are, you guys are very funny. And you have that dry, de demented sense of humor, which my stand-up comedian wife, I think, kind of likes. But you're very controversial when you need to talk, and you do have a point to, to, to share. So I love the Virgos. Keep it up, okay? So I've got a question here from Laura. What can I do to honor the elementals in my yard? Well, <clears throat> Laura, how much how much have you removed from your yard that was living at that point? If you if you remove the tree, you should be planting a tree. And if you don't plant the tree there, try and plant the tree somewhere else for them. If you are cutting the bush to trim things to make things look good, I usually even cutting the grass. You're just asking the elementals for permission to say that I'm doing this for cleanliness. I'm doing this to make to beautify myself and my property and to make me feel good as well as you. And I think talking to elementals that way will help. If you've moved the earth, just say thank you very much for allowing me to move the earth from here to there. I'm sorry to disturb it. You can go that deep into it, but that is really cool if you can do those type of things. And <clears throat> offer them something. Offer them um uh, some citrus, offer them some tobacco, offer them anything that is earthly, you know, something that comes from the earth, give it back to them and they'll enjoy that and they'll thank you and they'll take care of your property. They'll even guard your property and they'll fix anything that's ailing. And um, um, I think that that's the best way that I can answer that question. Uh, question number two that I got, it's from Charlie. And he says, what types of spirit guides are there? I've heard of loved ones, angels, but ETs were something new and didn't think it was possible until I told you in one of your sessions. Um, <clears throat> are there any other types? Um, so elemental spirits can be a part of something if they passed away. And it's just a globby type of material that can manifest into things. Um, I think I have seen in my lifetime two tricksters, uh, both Aboriginal, both from uh, North America. <clears throat> and they just do the chameleon thing, even in spirit. So they're going to come back and do it again. So those were the one, two of the most interesting spirits that I have seen or communicated with. Um, the uh, the, the scariest, I think, <clears throat> is, uh, you know how they, I, and I don't know the proper name for it, and I should, 
is when they, they have the children with no eyes, those type of spirits or no life, or they're asking permission to come in. People, those type of things you don't want to trust. And I always warn people way ahead of time that they got to be careful of what they're they're inviting in. And someone told me about spirit babies today and had asked me a question and I automatically got the EBGBs on this one. Okay. And they said that there's talk about it and I have to do some research on it myself. But what I've learned through my, wow, 50 plus years of doing my type of work and understanding the spirit world, very rarely will you get a child in spirit who hasn't been taken to the light because there is so much energy of positive out there to never leave a child stranded. So they're usually called into the light and usually um, black-eyed children. Yes, thank you, Petra. <clears throat> and what I know from my years of experience is I'll never listen to a baby cry or a child talking to me in a home that is active. I will ask for who else is in there. And it does a few things. One, it will aggravate this alleged child spirit with a child voice to communicate with me and become a little bit more aggressive. And then their true spirit guide will come out, which is what we see. And they end up being something a little bit demonic, a little bit dark, uh, very mischievous. And they try to get to our heartstrings. So I'm going to do some research and get back to that baby, uh, back to that baby, sorry, back to that client and um, try and find out more about it. But uh, I maybe even invite her on the show and just see what she knows about spirit babies. Um, it's something new for me. And, I, you know, I just think that it's malevolent more than anything else. But uh, it seems that there's a lot, a lot of spiritual research on it and it's working. Um, uh no i i need to leave charlene i need to look the last part of this and i said charlie so sorry charlene um it's like i have no motivation or i'm blocked what's stopping you and how do you fix it well maybe you should have asked, added your birth date on that one charlene because i'm trying to remember but here's the thing if you're feeling unmotivated and blocked i think it's time to go into your soul the deeper you go into your soul the easier it is to contact yourself and your soul ritual will help you. I don't talk from my heart. Uh, the, the human side of me does for my children, for my friends, for my relatives. Uh, and I'll talk to them by my heart chakra and give them information. But I really truly do speak when I have something to say and it comes from my soul. And if you talk to your soul, Charlene, your, your soul will open up, which will be your higher self. And you talk to yourself in that way. And you can get that information out to somebody. And that somebody is you. And in turn, you can ask the questions that you're asking me. And you'll have that answer quicker than you can imagine. And it does work. So working on these type of things is very important for you. Very, in person, very important for the people around you to share what you're feeling from your soul and not so much from your heart. Because I listened to a couple of podcasts on spirituality and where we come from. And I found that using your abilities as a psychic medium, as a psychic, 
um, there's a lot of different things that are going on that need a soul's interpretation. That's why I read through the eyes. It brings me directly to your soul to find out exactly who you are. So anyway, I'm rambling on here. I have two questions. We have three minutes left. I'll try and answer the first question at least, Joe. So part of that part of that problem for you is why you have issues with water is because it you probably were in a situation where it wasn't good for you. You drowned or um, you possibly could have drowned in this life and you were you were revived. Uh, Those type of things that happens to me. Um, That's the one thing that silences me is the darkness of the sea. I. I'm not going to be going on a cruise ship and into a boat very much because that is something that I don't like. And it comes from stems from many past lives. So I can't really answer that a hundred percent unless I had you right here in front of me. So maybe we can go live with you next time. Um, it's eight fifty-eight, and it, I, it's an hour show and I have to sign off and I want to say something to all of you. Thank you very much for following me. Thank you for, paying attention to me. Thank you for booking with me. You guys, you are my help. I enjoy working with you. This makes me feel good and it helps me help you and makes me a better psychic. And I enjoy every minute and not one of you are boring. Not one of you are mundane. And even if you ask the same question that somebody asked in a session before, you ask the question differently because you are a different person. So I'll always have a different answer for you. I want to, from the deep deepness of my heart, thank you very much for listening and following us on this show. Joseph, my producer, my God, you were good this time. Look how many mistakes we didn't make. So thank you very much, Joe. And if the voice of Joe ever comes on to say thank you, I just want to thank him for everything that he's done. Um, again, audience participation, thank you. Gabriella, you're going places. It's going to be so fantastic. Paul, my very first guest, thank you so much. And I hope you get some followers and maybe we'll go live to Chicago, like we said the last time, and have a lot of fun with it, okay? So all of you take care and enjoy yourself. Thank you very much. It's time to sign off. Bye now, everybody.